Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Uh, we have two people in the studio who uh, um, have been totally guarded of it and qualified to give out top-notch advice. Uh, Barbara and Declan, join us once again. Good afternoon to you both. Hello. Okay, here's your first one. This is a good one. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry person who wrote it in, yeah. but it's interesting. Uh, I think my parents should get a divorce. I'm in my 20s. And I live at my home. My parents have been married for 30 years. And although their marriage has uh, some very good qualities, it's gotten increasingly dismal in the last decade. (laughs) My dad has a big personality and forgets to pay attention to his own family, instead doing everything he can for everyone else. He's a good man, but jumps very quickly to a super aggressive tone. In his mind, he's right. And other people's opinions of his family matter. Uh, Or his family, yeah. And other people's family matter. The tricky thing with him is that he's an old brain injury affecting the front of his brain. So how much of his actions are due to that? He's the bigger problem, but mum isn't perfect either. She can be passive-aggressive and whiny at times. It takes two to make it work. Although I'm heavily inclined to side with my mother, I don't want to pick sides. This has escalated in the last few months to the point where I can't be in the same room as him without wanting to shout at him. Sitting at the table with everyone is painful, because all I can think about is how disconnected my family is and it's making me a moody, emotional wreck. My dilemma is, do I sit down and have a conversation with them about it or do I accept it, ignore it and, and do what I can do to help myself instead? I really want to lay it all out there for them both. But I honestly don't know if I'd he'll even hear what I'm saying. But then at the end of the day, it's their marriage and their issues to sort out. Should I say nothing? I don't want my parents to get to retirement age and be resentful and miserable and settling for what's comfortable instead of living full lives together. But I don't want to waste the rest of my 20s trying to fix something that either can't be fixed or shouldn't be fixed by me. Any advice would be greatly appreciated, they say. I don't know, sounds like a normal marriage to me. God, this is a great, this is a great letter, actually, because there's just so much, uh, so much to unpack in this. Um, And I mean, the first thing I want to say to the person who wrote, who wrote into us is like, God bless your innocence. Um, Like (laughs) thinking that, you know, what is going on in anybody else's relationship, even your parents. And secondly of all, thinking that they shouldn't settle for what's comfortable. I mean, one of the best things about being married for a million years is the it's comfort yeah. yes, it does it is very comfortable when you stop having to make an effort um uh, but anyway look the main problem here um is the main problem but not the only problem is the fact that you are up close and personal um uh, with your parents relationship at a time when you should be moving out um now i know Ooh. nowadays it is nigh on impossible for for you know for young adults to rent let alone to think of buying a place but it doesn't negate the fact that there comes a time in 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 a, in the relationship between parents and children where you should no longer be living together. Um, And as a parent, I know that much as I adore my adult kids, there is a time when you go, I love you to bits, but I really don't want to be up close and personal with your life anymore. Mm. You know, I'd like that bit of distance. Um, And I think that is what's happened here. Um, But the problem is that uh, this person doesn't, I presume it's a male, doesn't see it. And uh, it doesn't see that that is an issue. And instead of that, he's focusing on his parents and on what he perceives to be the problems in their marriage. Um, 
The other main problem, uh, another one of the main problems, is the f- is is the relationship between this guy and his dad, because um, there seems to be quite I, a. I, I I think it's a a, a woman. A woman is yes, it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Between her and her dad, um, and she does seem to have a degree of kind of anger about that. There's mention of a brain injury, and obviously, if that's mm. the case, you know, we're not qualified to in any way talk about that. But you need to look at your relationship with your dad because clearly it's a problem um, and that's got nothing to do with your parents' marriage. That's between you and your dad. And and without knowing more and without knowing the extent of the brain injury, there's no advice we can give you on that except that you have an issue and you need to look at it. But what really made my head explode was the comments <laughs> about your mother, um, which are kind of very reductive and patronising. Um, that she's whiny and passive aggressive. Well, she's passed on the passive aggressive <laughs> anyway. Um, like, you know, yeah, I mean, the, the bottom line here is you're no longer... Actually, that sentence is whiny and passive aggressive. Yeah, I don't really. think of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I mean, the basic bottom line here is that your problem is that you should not be still living at home with mm. your parents. That's that's that that's the beginning, middle, and end of it. Now I understand that that's a problem that can't be fixed at the moment that easily. But I think if you recognise that that is what the problem is and stop focusing on what you consider to be the problems in your parents' marriage, unless one of your parents is coming to you and saying we're in trouble and I think we're going to, you know, we're going to need to do something about that. You never know. And we've said this a million times to in a million different scenarios. You never really know what's going on inside somebody else's relationship. Um, and as I say, you know, relationships, again, as we've often discussed uh, on this programme, they change. Long term relationships change and mellow. And, you know, you do get to the point where. Perhaps to outsiders, it looks as if you are both very unhappy because you're nitpicking at each other or kind of snarling at <laughs> each other on a regular. But that's yeah. just the way it is. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you're, you know, you're in serious trouble. Um, so I think that you, the letter writer, need to make peace with the fact that that is the problem. The problem isn't your parents, but you do have a problem with your relationship with your with your dad and stop being patronising about your mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, there's a, like you said, I, I, there's a lot in this letter, so it was kind of, it was kind of hard to, to to catch onto something other than the general sense, which is of somebody who is a child becoming an adult, trying to retain some kind of idealized version of yes. their parents' relationship, um, when cynicism and the reality of life are starting to creep in for whatever reason. And it could yeah. be, you're right, that they, they shouldn't be living at home with their parents. It could be that there are like noticeable kind of cracks in, in, in the parents' relationship in the way that they treat each other and the way they speak. The brain injury thing is an interesting one because it it kind of um, suggests a before and an after in the sense yeah. that there was a version of dad before this happened and that's probably the guy that your mum ended up with. And then there's a the version of dad afterwards where, you know, he's also become an older man as well, but he, he is doing some things behaviourally that he's possibly not in control of. Yeah. That she's, the mother, is his wife, is potentially able to forgive him because she's seeing the bigger picture, whereas the child is looking at it in a kind of a more judgmental and yeah. idealised way and, and just basically nitpicking. Um, nitpicking because... Like you said, she, it seems to me that this person just needs to get their own life with their own problems to deal with and, and, and you know, reel their neck in out of their parents' life because nothing is really perfect. And, you know, we're all just 
batting along trying to make things work as we go. Exactly, yeah. But I mean, the thing where she says that I don't want to waste the rest of my 20s trying to fix something that either can't be fixed or shouldn't be fixed by me. That's exactly it. You shouldn't be so focused on your parents' marriage. If they're happy enough to what whatever to way. What into? Like, yeah. what is it you want to get? What is I it that you think is, is wrong? <laughs> Okay, controversial oh, opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Wait, wait. Maybe she wants the parents to split up so that she and the mom can move it together <laughs> oh, and wow. live happily ever after. Because wow. although the mom's a bit whiny, like she she would side with the mom with the, more side than with, with the, mom. the dad. So you know, maybe there's that. But I really think that this this writer needs to sit down and think what it is that's bothering her to such an extent, and it isn't her. I I I put. A load of money on it if I had a load of money. It's not her parents' relationship. It's the fact that she's stuck living at home when she probably that, yeah, should be no. in her own and, space. Well, she led with, I think my parents should get a divorce. And, yeah. and I know you're in your 20s and I don't want to sound patronising, but based on what she's written, That's not then different. you're never going to have a long-term relationship <laughs> yeah. ever. That's uh, where it first goes. First time you hit the mud, I'm yeah, out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she does skirt with the word acceptance, you know, quite a few times during the... Yeah. the it's, it's almost like there's, a, there's an understanding that... The, the kind of the, the actual road to travel down is is the one that might seem a bit yeah. uncomfortable and a bit compromisey as opposed to this kind of you know black and white this isn't working and you you know you know I've decided that you're not the right yeah. couple that's it's a little bit kind of high handed like, as well you know when your parents of uh, when your kids get to the stage of being kind of late teens but well, maybe even before that and you have this feeling. I remember the Debs and, and being around at the, at the at the girls' Debs. I think mm. I actually don't want to be here. I actually don't need a front row seat to see my beautiful daughters getting trolleyed. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want that. Like that's the, I know they do it and that's fine. I don't need to see it. So they're, they're and, and increasingly I can't think of other things that happen. But I can remember when my eldest was in her mid twenties and I used to say, "Ah, do you know what? It's time you moved out. It really is time you moved out." And of course, then she moved to the other side of the world, which wasn't exactly what I'd had in mind. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. It learn you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So now I'm afraid to say it, yeah. but I do feel it. You know, there is a time when you don't need to have a front row seats to your kids, kind of all their the twists and turns of their lives which they over-dramatise anyway at an enormous rate. <laughs> but equally, I mean, and I know at home, like my two kids will say to, to me and Sherwood on a regular basis, you should hear the parents. Like, why are you winding them up? <laughs> or why are you ignoring what he's saying to well, you? No, whatever? actually on that point, should she not maybe sit down with the mother and say, do you want to get divorced? Do you think no. your relationship's well, in like, crisis? I don't think that, imagine. Well, Mammy might set her straight. But I just think it's an outrageous thing yeah, to come I mean, up to your yeah. parents and say. Yeah. It's an outrageous thing to say to anybody. Because I think at the, at the crux of this issue is darling child here is very present in their parents uh, you know yeah. domain so kind of feels they're very familiar feels they're an expert on it however they're only an expert in it from one angle and that's yes. being the child of that relationship anything else you wouldn't walk up to even your best mates and go I've been looking at your relationship from the outside and like I think you might need to get a divorce yeah, I mean, you know that's, you don't I mean that's if she'd come in and mammy in tears you know kind it's of swigging the gin and go like oh, my life. then fine but no not based on what she's told us absolutely not yeah well I'm on trouble, that I? trolley to, <laughs> trolley to the Debs <laughs> Well, I, many times, but I know, and I know it never did them any good. But like you know, the next day when they're pretending not to be sick, oh, yeah. bring them to the bottle bag. Oh. <laughs> I've had many a child puke outside the bottle yeah. bag. <laughs> 
doesn't stop their habits, but it's very satisfying somehow to do that. I'll remember, that ship has sailed with our Some of the comments, uh, uh, tell that snowflake to suck it up and get on with her own life. Yeah. Leave their mum and dad alone, for God's sake. Garrett says, I'll tell you what she should do. She gets up and moves out. Nothing to do with her. Uh, absolutely ridiculous comments on that 20 year old living with her parents your guest uh, on air is privileged most millennials can't afford Irish rent that. or mortgages unless they inherit from privileged, privileged boomers Barbara. I said that yeah, I you said your you privilege uh, sitting there on your gold throne uh, Anne says uh, that, was that privilege my bloody two would be gone as well instead of being two anchors uh, Anne says that uh, your texter that is the, the, the person who wrote in the letter to us your texter needs to see someone like a counsellor it's obvious they're becoming emotionally involved in their parents' relationship. It would really benefit her to speak with a counsellor, Anne thinks. Uh, somebody else says, uh, maybe dad is great in the sack. Uh, and Well, that's neither here nor there, I would have thought. Uh, Jerry says, uh, the, man with the, ma- uh, the couple with the man with the brain injury, if it's a frontal lobe syndrome, which can't be fixed, the wife has a carer burden, so they need support. Now, it's signed Jerry the psychiatrist. We don't know if Jerry's a psychiatrist or not. We know he has a phone. So okay. that's probably yeah. close enough. Yeah, uh, but that, that, but Jerry may well be making a very uh, a completely yeah. legitimate point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but someone but else isn't, says, isn't it around those situations? And I'm not commenting on whether or not the, the woman needs help or not. But I am commenting on the fact that the relationship, the, the man she loves an injury happened it's part and parcel of those relationships that when the person you love yeah. is ill or sick the, you, you kind of step up a little bit mm. and that can be a pain in the wherever sometimes yeah. and, you, and, and might God rest us all end up with you becoming a little bit passive aggressive and a little bit whiny every Tuesday yeah. afternoon especially with your entitled little snowflake daughter yeah <laughs> Maybe she should ask mother about that. Maybe she hasn't asked enough about the brain injury and how it's affecting Maybe, him. Maybe, yeah. I mean, she does need, there is something with. with her dad that she does need to kind of, yeah, look at, definitely. Yeah. I'm looking for some advice on how to deal with something that happened last weekend. A female friend of mine, who I've known for probably two years, got drunk on a night out with myself and a few of the lads. That was grand. We were all merry, but when we all went back to our friend's place for a nightcap, she got me on my own and propositioned me. I obviously didn't want to take advantage, so I declined. We haven't spoken for a few days since, and I'm worried she's taken it in the wrong way. I do actually think she's lovely, but I don't know what to say to her now. She put me on the spot that night, and I think we've both made it weird. The silence is deafening. Should I acknowledge it at all, or should I just pretend it never happened? There's something very kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're thinking what I'm thinking. I'm dying to know what both of you are thinking because yeah. I'm outside the... Yeah, yeah carry on. Um, yeah, no, no, it's, it's all a bit sweet, isn't it? This, this little nice... This is a man, isn't it? Do you think it's a man? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally a man. Yeah. So there's a guy who's decided in the, in the moment where, the, you know, the girl who was a little bit drunk, you know, kind of came on to him a little bit and he's decided correctly and especially in a kind of a modern consent kind of way that the smart move here would be to like back off back away um, and now he's wondering that she doesn't remember and it's all okay <laughs> okay that's a more yeah. simple explanation <laughs> she doesn't remember she was only drunk and your chance will never come back around again or should I bring it up how are you going to bring that up you're going to go oh do you remember the time that you were drunk and you you know oh for god's sake Oh, for God's sake, what? I'm dying to know what you, what, what read you put on What I think is that this is a woman who knows her own wants and needs. She has a few drinks. She says, I've always fancied your man. After yeah. a few drinks, she goes, do you want to go, yeah. do you want to do it? Exactly. And your man gets freaked out because a woman asked him rather than he asked her. If the, if the, 
he wouldn't be writing into us if the, the roles had been reversed. Yeah, but I take your point that he was very chivalrous uh, uh, in, in saying, yeah, she's maybe cautious. And so, yeah, and yeah I, I maybe back off a little bit. I mean, it's a minefield nowadays, but... When did people stop talking? Why is this not? Why is this a subject ah, that can't be revisited? What, like, they were all out for a night. Right, start it. How, yeah, well, they what, all had a few jars. What were you thinking, Barbara? Tell me how you felt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking that she, although she was, my read of it, although she had a good few drinks on board, that she probably does fancy him. You generally don't. Your standards don't, don't drop that low. No, they yeah. don't generally. They don't generally. There can be a bit beer goggly. Mm, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Do, don't you, know, you judge me by your drunk. standards? It depends on how drunk she was, and that's also another factor. Okay, your man doesn't say that, but how there's messy. no indication. Let's assume she's not. But a, I'd say she does fancy him, and, yeah. she and he seems to fancy her. And he—that's the tragedy here. He said she's actually very nice. So why don't you? I don't understand what the problem is about saying. <laughs> Do you know the other night I knew you were a bit drunk, so I backed off. But that was the only reason why, because I, you know. And then yeah. she, and then she goes, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember a thing from well, that no, night. That's fine. Grant. And then he's like, oh, I'm mortified. I wish I, no, you know, it's all... You, why can't they just say, yeah, no, you did. You proposition me, like, you know what I mean? And, and I, I said no, only because I wasn't sure because you'd had a good few drinks. But like. Yeah, you know, no. The, the, normally, I, agree I would have been. I agree completely, and that is where I was going to go with it. But I do think that there the, 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 the is a, 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 a potential it's slightly a uncomfortable because you don't want to be. Oh, I was too goody goody shoes to kind of lobby the tongue. At the same time, I was also being, you know, you know, assuming that you didn't know your own I mind. Think as a young woman, you would feel, you know, the fact that he said to us here that the only reason that he, he obviously didn't want to take advantage, so he declined. That was the only reason why he declined. Mm. I think good for him. That's wonderful. But now he's got to follow through by saying he wouldn't have declined had she been sober. That's all he's to tell her. Is that what he's saying? I think so. I still, I still, I mean, look, if it wasn't for alcohol, the Irish as a race would be extinct. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's true. So, and even it's now, true. people so still yeah. get off with each other after You're a few so drinks. So romantic, but it's true. You know that, and, and and like people still get off with each other after a few drinks. For God's sake, have things become that terrible? I we can't know. do that anymore. But I do understand how a guy would feel awkward in that situation. But it's also about, it's about inhibitions decline. and boundaries, and also this is a person. This this woman is somebody who's within their circle of friends in some kind of way. Mm. It's not like she's a stranger. Sure, yeah. You know? So it's, so there's a lot more. That's why that's yeah, why I think the awkwardness. Done, you can't undo what happened. So you, it's going to be awkward. Can. We're Irish. We can pretend it never happened. Oh, true. Yeah. Well, that's not healthy though. Everybody or he can just get her drunk again. Ah, you're sober, and I will now. So that's yeah. that's um, exactly. totally the there best. You go. Someone says take take her to lunch and discuss it with her. You don't have to make a big yoke out of it. I know. Yeah. Well, you see, it depends how much he likes her. I, I think he does Barbara, like, like her. People don't go. You know, you don't make an appointment. You know, for a snog. So I it's, didn't say that. it's a bit. It's, you know. So how do you initiate the conversation? They're all hanging out in the same group together. The next night, they're out before she gets to the stage of being, or they all get to the stage of being drunk. Just say, you know, that the other night I'd have been up for that, except you had a few drinks on board. That's all. What's the big deal? That's all you have to say. I'd have been up for that except you're done so I decided I wouldn't. But, but you you're know. very casually sweeping away any uh, rejection potential and, and uh, embarrassment and awkwardness and all those things that are actually the, the barriers to stop people from 
Yeah, because if she remembers what she did, yeah, and, and I bet she and then, does. And, okay, she remembers what she did, and then your man says, "Well, you know, you didn't know your own mind. You know what the ladies are like after a few sweet cherries. I'd punch them." That's that's exactly so it. Yeah, that's it's insulting. Exactly it. It's totally kinda. insulting. What's insulting? That he's claiming she didn't know her own mind. No, no, he's uh, after oh, a no. few drinks. No, he's not claiming she didn't know her own mind. He's claiming he was afraid of getting him, you know, of the cold consent issue. I think. And that she, she can't but he didn't want to take advantage. Implies she didn't it, know her own mind. It, yeah, but it, it, well, what I was reading on it is it implies that she couldn't give consent properly because she was fairly drunk. And I think that's a minefield nowadays. And I think fair play to him if he backed off. But I think he now has to tell her that. Yeah, I don't but, think anybody should be insulted. Once, when you revisit a, like a drunken event, regardless of whether there's any kind of sexual uh, content to it, you're reminding somebody of whatever, you know, what happened in Vegas. And people sometimes well, prefer I mean, I that. I if she stripped off and like presented herself in a plate to him. She probably just had a couple of sentences of like, are you up for it or whatever? Um, I always like you, Barry Finnegan, come back around the cold chest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'd like to apologise to Barry Finnegan, whoever <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, um, yeah, sorry. Uh, one texter wants to know do women use beer goggles? Um, they probably use goggles yes, permanently, I would have thought. Uh, Fiona says, I'd be mortified that I, cha- I, I chanced my friend while drunk. If I was sour, I'd be hoping he didn't bring it up. Uh, and Phil says, plot twist, she propositioned him. They actually did it, and he was absolutely crap. She's now <laughs> blanking him. That uh, was actually what happened. Anyway, you're listening to the Moncrief Show and News Talk. You have to take a break. After that, my best friend's boyfriend likes Trump. 53106 is our text number. That will cost you 30 cents. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. Uh, a few more comments on uh, uh, the fellow who... Uh, uh, was uh, approached by a friend when they had a few drinks them and turned her down. Uh, one text says, call me crazy. Why doesn't he just ask her out? Uh, Pat says, the guy who turned down sex should tell her he didn't want to disappoint her as he can't perform his best with drink. These are all crap excuses. She may have just wanted a snog, actually, Pat. So don't be jumping to conclusions there. Uh, Nula says, Barbara is right on the money. Uh, all he has to say is, I like you. Uh, wasn't sure about the other night, but I'd love we could go for coffee. She's probably mortified now. He can yes. save her the embarrassment by just keeping it light and ask her out for something not too major. Uh, Emer says, why doesn't that fella just ask her out or organise yeah. another slightly less drunken night uh, out together? Uh, are, are you up for it or whatever? Has got to be the sexiest chat up line <laughs> I've ever heard. No wonder herself in the studio was spoken for. <laughs> Uh, some of your panel seem to be making light of the situation if he had gone ahead and took advantage and then ended up in court would the judge dismiss the fact of her taking alcohol I don't think so fair play to the nice guy for not taking uh, advantage Uh, and uh, Sarah says uh, about uh, the uh, other question about uh, the young woman who uh, wonders should her parents get divorced I think the girl is thoughtful uh, to be concerned about her parents. My 25-year-old pushed us to counselling and it's the best thing we ever did. Restored positive communications, says Sarah. Right, so yeah, we can't uh, my Well, now, in fairness, the woman who wrote in said I, her first line was, I think my parents should get a divorce. So uh, she'd skipped the whole yeah, uh, the, uh, the, the, the counselling bit. My best friend has been dating <laughs> this new guy for a few months now. I want to try to be as fair to him as I can. So from the outset, I want to say that in my experience, he has been nothing but a complete gentleman. However, my friend recently told me that he likes Trump. He's in favour of Brexit. And what's more, he thinks uh, Irexit uh, and has said he is likely to vote for the Irish Freedom Party 
come the next election. My friend has much uh, that doubles their 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 electoral support if he does. <laughs> yeah. uh, my friend has much interest in politics and is only mildly annoyed about this. But I think she needs to get out. Uh, of there now before it's too late. It is unfair of me to judge this guy and his political beliefs. Should I try to convey the seriousness of the issue to her or just butt out? <laughs> this, is a tri- this is an interesting one, actually, Do I know, must say. Yeah, I was just thinking that. And I mean, it, it, it highlights something that I think is a very current thing again that society kind of struggles with, which is, yeah. can you be friends or have a relationship with somebody who has these political views that are very but are very kind of you know maybe a bit out there and a bit weird, and you know back in the day if you said you know I I am friend my best friend is of a political uh, different political persuasion than me it meant you were Fianna Gael and they were Fianna Fáil. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Which yeah. is, nowadays it means a whole lot different. Um, and certainly politics in our two neighbouring countries has become kind of borderline. Well, it's certainly racist and and, and xenophobic and possibly borderline fascist as well. And that is really where the problem is. Um, And of course, you know, ideologically, I would say, of course, you can be friends with somebody with whom you don't share the same political views. Um, But at the same time, I feel that these views, particularly these very toxic ones, have to be challenged. And we all have a responsibility to challenge them to a point. Um, So... But the problem here is that the the friend whose boyfriend this is, according to the person who wrote to us, has no interest really in politics. And that sentence melts my brain because to me, politics is about how we live. You know, how can you say as a functioning adult in a democracy that you have no interest in politics? Mm, I have no interest in the laws that govern my life. I have no interest in how this country is run. I don't really get that. Um, So I think... There's two issues here. My advice is that the, the first one is that the, the best friend maybe needs to be challenged a little bit on having no interest in politics. And then they in turn need to perhaps challenge your man on some of his uh, kind of um, mad views. Um, because I think sometimes these parties and, and like things like Brexit and Irexit and, and Trump are kind of fueled by people who have never been challenged or have never really been pushed into kind of really looking at what it is. Barbara, that's... Barbara, these people are challenged all the time. They've done their research. Exactly. They've all been to the University of Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Let's have none of that. That's exactly what I expected somebody saying from the mainstream media. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Uh, anyway, as, as I collect my check from George Soros or whoever, you can uh, you can give your answer, Declan. Yeah, well, look, I, I agree with you. I think there's a there's a there's a there's a nuance required here, yeah. which isn't debate. Like it would be very easy to say you think something that I don't like, ergo you're you be banished from my sphere. That's counterproductive and it just creates these echo chambers and separations and and blah 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 that's not a good thing that they I agree with you that it's it's kind of it's frustrating and um, a kind of an what's the word I'm looking for an absolution of your own responsibilities to, to, to kind of to walk around going I don't have I don't have, I'm not interested in politics that talk about we were accused of being privileged that's the ultimate privilege yeah. if you can manage to walk through your day to day life saying I don't have time for politics that means your life is good enough and perfect enough for you not to actually have to think about how you can fight for yourself in whatever particular way you're being obstructed or, or thwarted or, or um, discriminated uh, so from that point of view, you know, your your friend, the friend here with the kind of the, the slightly kind of 
troublesome boyfriend is just probably young, naive and not actually got to the point where they're yet engaged. That's probably going to come um, in time. I think it would be very patronising to kind of assume that you as the friend know more just because you're engaged or whatever. I think it just... It's a part of growing up that people start to engage more and more with politics. I've seen it so many times with so many of my friends who've had different kind of developmental stages to get to where they are. People don't all end up in the same place because we're all different. I think what you've said is brilliant. But do you not think there are some people, you talked about people who are privileged, if they haven't met obstacles in their own lives and have had no cause to look at injustices that exist in all societies, including our own, they managed to just motor on through without yeah. ever having that educational shift. Yeah, and that's shocking. But that, that actually is, those people you're describing for generations have been the power holders and the people who create the establishment. And it's it's people like, like the gays or the women or people of colour who've had to come in and go, no, we don't like the way you're not being troubled by the discrimination that we're facing. We're going to have to come in and go, look at us, look at what we're going through. And that's not never from a position of comfort power. and power and privilege. It's always from a position of discrimination, marginalisation or whatever. So from that point of view, you go, if you're not bothered by politics, it is, it's a luxury, it's a privilege, it's whatever. And maybe you just like watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and, you know, doing your nails and whatever it is, fine. Mm. But the time will come when that's no longer going to be fulfilling for you or something's going to come along and you're going to realise. But well, isn't there also a moral, uh, um, uh, 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 not to sound all pompous about it but there's a moral there's a real world thing that that, that that some of these issues affect real people in the real world people you may have you may know or may have met True, and boyfriendy here we face so many issues all the time look at look at a, a global warming biodiversity all of these things that on a day to day basis never mind issues affecting other people in society who we can quite easily we're human we can quite easily put the blinkers on get exactly. through today ignore exactly. it and we'll look at it tomorrow manana manana all that stuff we're, we're all experts at doing that so I mean be very sanctimonious for us to point the finger at some you know woman because she's not interested yeah also you know the the boy the boyfriend's political views sometimes those particular persuasions or those uh viewpoints are thrown into a conversation to detonate a kind of a you know it's to create a reaction right. rather than excuse me sorry I just hit the mic rather than it being a kind of a this is my considered long time philosophical analysis you know people would get radicalised because they're annoyed not because they've read the right sequence of books so from that point of view you go <laughs> like you know maybe the guy is somebody to worry out for but he's never going to be the person that you're going to get get to. The, your friend is, but you don't do it by telling her what she's doing wrong. Just keep having the conversations about the stuff that you're into. Yeah. You talk politics to her about it. And she, yeah. you know, she's getting it both ears from him and her. Then you're, you're, you're educating her. Uh, I just opened up the website there for, for the Irish Freedom Party on their principles page. Uh, and one of the first <laughs> things you see is a, a picture of John Waters. Uh, and if there's anything we've learned about John Waters... <laughs> from his many court case uh, his lawsuits <laughs> yeah. is that he's a wonderful human being Barbara and Declan oh, thank you both very much you are listening to the Moncrief show on News Talk going to take a break Moncrief on News Talk brought to you by Avant Money think you're getting the best value from your bank think again